Hi, I'm Melissa Italiano, founder of Melissa Natural Perfumes and your host for the With Intent podcast, where I'll be bringing you insightful conversations with everyday inspired people living with intent. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment and share. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this month's edition of the Meles with Intent podcast. This month's guest is Melanie Ryan from the Melanie Ryan Institute of Applied Consciousness, referred to as MRIAC during the interview. Melanie is a fifth generation energy medicine practitioner with over 36 years experience in clinic. She's my chosen meditation and energy medicine teacher, and I'm truly honored to have her with us. I apologize for the sound issues during the interview, which was recorded remotely. Please persevere. It's well worth it. Melanie, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Melissa, for having me. I always love sharing truth. Melanie, could you give our listeners a bit of an understanding of your background? Because I've found it fascinating understanding um, where you learnt energy from your great grandmother um if you could just give us a little bit of a background as to how you have um come to form the institute and to be sharing your knowledge today absolutely well for me as a child i grew up in a family that just understood energy and um you know we knew about meditation uh we knew about all the energy links uh within the energy fields and you know to talk about intuition um was really quite normal for us so as a child i, I always kind of thought why doesn't anybody else talk about these things um because it was quite foreign to a lot of people you know 30 40 50 years ago um but for myself um absolutely my uh, family and parents have been a great inspiration to me in really encouraging me to look at the depth of life and to look at consciousness um, at a deeper level and also to recognise that as human beings, um, you know, we, we have such an ability to interplay within life here and, you know, to make a difference, uh, not just for ourselves, for the earth, but also for future generations. So for me, um, having that depth within my family always allowed me to explore deeper. I was one of those kids that used to, you know, look up at the stars and, and know there was so much more out there um, and so much more we could also experience within our own lives um, and that started my journey on really looking at um, energy and how energy interplays with us and how we interplay with it and how we're actually within, within ourselves and also within consciousness that then led me to uh, study particularly with a Chinese master and quite a few other teachers um, worldwide another one was uh, Geshe Lama Geshe uh, a Tibetan monk that I also learned a lot from a very great teacher of mine as well and within these studies I decided then to start my own clinic in working with energy medicine um, and you can you know understand back then uh, it was quite difficult because there wasn't a lot of awareness of that um, and it was in studying and then working um, with my clients that I started to see repetitive patterns within them and uh, those repetitive patterns all were then documented, which are now uh, part of the 14 training manuals that I've actually created within particularly ITA energy medicine. So in answer to your question, um, yes, it was my family um, that really started that journey to where we are today with MRISC. And just with your family, I remember you, I recall um, a story of you watching your grandmother treat people because you 
you um, grew up on the Canary Islands. Could you share a little bit of those um, experiences? Absolutely. Actually, it was my great grandmother who used to work on the uh, with clients in uh, or in Canary Islands. I didn't view her, but I did see a lot of um, well, my other family members uh, work with energy. Um, and you know, again, for her, that was very difficult because back then, um, not a lot of people knew about energy medicine. Uh, the sad part of it was that when someone did need help, um, she was the first person that they knocked on her door, and of course. Um, she unconditionally helped them. Um, so those truths that were shared to me by my own family always left an imprint in my mind that, um, you know, there's got to be more to what we're actually experiencing just in, you know, a physical side of looking at ourselves. And Melanie, when you talk about when you first started clinic, how long ago was that? How long ago did you start putting manuals together? Oh, I've been in clinic now for 36 years which just is like amazing, all those years that have gone by. But uh, it was my clinic time, as I said, that really allowed me to see repetitive patterns. So if somebody had a physical symptom, for example, with anxiety, I noticed the same pattern in other people that I was treating with anxiety. So that was all documented um, and beautiful enough that is actually now what's created our training manuals. And, you know, Melissa, people used to say to me, oh, you know, you're just gifted because you come from a family that understand energy and well I kind of proved them wrong because um, documenting it writing it all down creating the manuals um, students were then trained of course which you know about um, and those students are receiving the same results as what I'm receiving um, in clinic uh, so that now makes ITA energy medicine um, a systematic approach actually and it can be researched and you know my heart meditation currently is being researched by a predominant um, university here in Australia and I think that's what I've found because I've obviously been studying with you now for um, oh, many years, seven, eight years now. And, um, you know, it's quite the study of energy and anatomy is actually quite complex for the lay person as I've, I've, I'm still blown away by the complexity yet the accuracy of the information and with your specific teachings I think the documentation the grounded it's so grounded and it's all laid out for you it's 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 um anyone that wants to criticize it as being woohoo or it's just not possible because it there's this um it, it's so methodical the 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 way you've laid it out the way you've described anatomy and and our web structure and and how it interplays with the structure of the earth um can you provide and i didn't know this is going to be so challenging in a, in a short time frame but could you provide a bit of a breakdown of the energy anatomy and how it influences the way we are in the world so that someone that's listening that's not necessarily familiar with energy can 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 get a better understanding of of how you work with energy and how you teach others to work with energy and what energy is <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my belief is that our energy systems are interconnected with our physical systems. And, you know, the mind also interplays with both the energetic and the physical symptoms. And to me, that's the core of it. We need to understand that it's not just about energy. It's how the energy is interplaying with the physical and how the minds are also interplaying or the brain is interplaying with the energetic and the physical. So, um, you know, so uh, humbled to hear your words that you find the work very grounding and that is very important for me that when the information is given that uh, people can understand it and you know the cognitive brain can accept it um, and it makes sense for people it's a form of respect 
But, you know, in a nutshell, for a lot of us, you know, every day we'll look after the physical body. So, you know, we'll go to the gym, we'll go to the hairdresser and we'll do all the things to look after our physical body. We eat well, etc. But what a lot of us don't realise, Melissa, is that it's the energy body that's actually fueling the physical body. So if the energy body is offset through lower emotions, for example, or trauma, etc., um, that'll have an impact on the physical body at some level. And that's where we see physical symptoms. So energy, oh, I mean, I could talk for hours, as you know, but just in a nutshell, looking at energy anatomy is very important. Our energy field is very important. Um, how we're interplaying within that energy field, how it's interplaying within our everyday experiences, how it's uh, giving us an awareness even to the external world. But I think the most important thing that we need to look at is the energy anatomy and its links so, for example, what is the energy anatomy? Like we study um, physical anatomy to the body, um, but how many of us really understand the, the energetic anatomy? How many of us know the meridian pathways, the chakras, the vortices, and how they're all interplaying with the physical organs and the physical aspect of being and how the mind is collecting that as well? So for me, I really try and emphasise in the study of energy, it's not just about the energy field, it's what are the links that are linking the energy field to the physical and then how the mind is connecting those links. Another way we can look at it is how we can utilise energy to gain a greater exchange within the external world. Um, you know, how we interplay within that external world, how we are within our present moment, um, how we're manifesting, um, how we're expressing our ourselves within that external world and I think too we also need to recognize that energy can uh, does definitely has movement um, but we can also have an awareness to energy where that movement becomes speed which gives us a much deeper exchange within our experience of life um, but I'm hoping that's giving you some sort of a nutshell on the study of energy and uh, you know more and more of us thank goodness are starting to realize it is such a vital a tool for us to have to know about energy and how it's interplaying and as I started the discussion it's the energy systems are interconnected with our physical systems and how the mind is interplaying with both the energetic and the physical systems that to me is the most important thing and I think um, from a practical application and, and I've been studying your Mahat meditation for equally as long now and um, I find that it's you know a lot of a lot of psychologists for example talk about the power of the mind and how important it is to get in control of your your mind your thoughts um, but you take it one step back and, and say it's the emotions that actually lead to the thoughts so if you're not managing your emotions um, and managing your emotions also from an energetic structure from from where they might be st stored in your energy body then those same patterns are just going to keep playing out and happening so um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of your emotions and managing your emotions and how they how they actually impact um, our, our lives. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and as you're stating, most people will look at the thoughts, um, but they're not really understanding that those thoughts are also being fueled by those lower emotions. Um, and those lower emotions, as we all know, um, when they offset you, they, they can spiral you. And what happens then is that the subconscious mind, the long-term memory, just starts to accept that as being normal. Um, and that's where it becomes very hard for an individual um, to actually 
you know, balance and offset of a lot of emotion. And when you look at lower emotions as well, I mean, you know, something like anger, for example, anger has a direct link to over worrying, overthinking. So somebody may recognize that they have anger, but actually where is the over worrying and overthinking coming from? And where is that frustration within themselves? And that's why even uh, within MRIOC, we've created um, very short uh, guided meditations to balance the lower emotions in different categories. So, you know, balancing frustration, anger, rage, over worrying, overthinking, you know, anxiety, grief, sadness, balancing, balancing these things within ourselves, fear and fright are absolutely very, very important. Otherwise, the long-term memory continues to store them um, and it just becomes real. Um, and it, it thinks that that's where you feel safe. So there is no other... Um, a focus point for the mind to bring its attention to and then that becomes a pattern and almost a go-to for your way of being absolutely absolutely and you know I hear this so often even in my own clinic um, you know I don't even want to be like this anymore but the mind they feel that the mind has a control of them you know the subconscious mind um, isn't really that clever most of us um, we kind of think it has a hold of us but in actual fact the long-term memory um, it just needs a different pathway it, it needs another instruction um, and if you can do that through repetition the subconscious mind will also start to find its balance but if you can also also find the root cause or where it's located or as I stated before the energy links or the energy anatomy that links to the specific organs because every organ carries a different emotion um, you're already seeing that there's a different pathway in place and the mind of course will recognize that the present moment the conscious mind will recognize it and so will the subconscious mind which is the long-term memory and then we're on a pathway to you know self-healing and having more empowerment of what's actually happening particularly within the cognitive brain fascinating um i want to get we'll get we'll come back to that but i just wanted to ask um in your perspective and understanding of energy What's happening in the world right now with the coronavirus? Why is it happening at this point in time? And then let's talk about how we can respond to limit its impact and, and then talk a bit more about the getting hold of the emotions for anyone that's really struggling right now. Why might they be really struggling? Obvious reasons, but how we can, um, what advice you would give to them? Looking at what's happening in our world right now, um, in my understanding, Melissa, this is a frequency offset. Now, this frequency offset could be uh, because of external factors, as we know, the EMF, etc. Um, but it's also when we look at it on an energy understanding, um, there is a frequency offset. And when you look at it through energy understanding, the frequency basically is what keeps us aligned in our true natures, um, what's actually happening in the uh, physical world, how we're perceiving that physical world, and, you know, how self-worth, our self-love, um, and how we're interacting within that. Um, the frequency will also then affect um, how we're perceiving the external world. So are we very much uh, focused on the I persona, building materialism, capitalism, stepping on others, exploitation, etc.? Or are we as a collective actually looking at more of the collective unit and working in harmony with other individuals um, within our world and not just individuals, you know, with every living thing within our world? In my understanding, this is a frequency imbalance. A frequency of the earth, a frequency of the human, our individual frequency or the collective frequency? 
So it's basically, when you look at the offset of the frequency, it's ourselves as we have behaved here on this planet Earth. Um, you know, I think for a lot of us, we've forgotten we're guests here. We are guests on this planet. Um, it's also external factors that will play an, you know, a, a role in that. And, of course, the Earth uh, resonance will be reduced when the frequency is pulled. So in my understanding, uh, that's what we need to focus on is the Earth resonance and also the, the sound resonance within ourselves, um, that depth within ourselves. And to explain that in a simple term, what is the sound resonance in um, energy understanding? The sound resonance is how we integrate our stillness, um, how we're actually um, present in that stillness and how we can find clarity within that stillness. It's also about clarity of thought. I um, mean, it's also about recognising our greatness. So you can kind of see that even as humans, um, most of us don't really know our true potential. Um, most of us don't have clarity of thought and most of us don't spend any time in meditation or stillness or reflection time. So in my understanding, the way through this is for humans to recognise that those three qualities, meditation, stillness, spirituality, inward work, reflection, clarity of thought and knowing your true potential and to be able to communicate that, holding your presence, uh, I feel that is the key for, for humans here so that we can see balance again uh, within our world and within ourselves. Balance and lift, lifting of the frequency. And, and so Absolutely. someone someone that okay is in their lower emotions being anger frustration or fear right now that's not necessarily going to help the situation no but as we discussed melissa you know when people don't have tools to come out of fear um that's very difficult for them so that is another role i believe of mrc at the moment is that we are providing the tools and we get told that worldwide um you guys aren't just talking about it you're actually giving us the tools um, and we take that very, very seriously. Um, you know, we have students on all walks of life, um, all different ages, and our tools are easy. You can apply them into your daily lives easily. Um, and they do show you the links between the energy body and the physical and how the mind is interplay. And so, so your advice to someone right now that, that might be in fear, that might be um, really struggling or really worried, and, and rightly so, perhaps about the finan their financial situation. What's your advice? Try to shift the focus. So try to shift the focus uh, to things that empower you or that you're passionate about or uh, bring it to things like family, people that you love, care about, um, bring it to higher consciousness if that assists to try and shift the focus is my answer to that. Um, you know, try and be around people that are positive, uh, try and be around like-minded people that actually do uh, want to treat others um, in a respectful way and also, you know, our animal kingdom and our planet Earth um, and try and be around what gives you sustenance uh, that's very important um, and to keep that positivity up and of course faith um, you know faith and trust that everything will balance um, but standing true to what you know in my understanding um, with no doubt always gives us you know a little bit of breathing space um, and also helping others when you do that for yourselves but positivity is also very important I think um you know, um, Deepak Chopra, who you would know well and a lot of us follow, um, always says that when you're feeling sad or worried or uh, he's, he says that you must always think about somebody else or think about others and get out of the I um, persona. 
Yeah, and, and it is, it's, it's uh, the way that I call that is, or name it is, um, shifting the focus. Shifting the so focus. So your awareness to something else. So um, go for a walk in nature, um, concentrate on your feet walking in the earth, um, look at your pet or your animal or your children, um, you know, just shift the focus. It's, it's incredible how quickly it works. Another way to do it is to feel your heart energy. So for us, we recommend, you know, just feel the heart, feel things that you love, like I said before, with your children or anything that you love. Um, and again, it's giving it another focus point at that time so that the mind doesn't spiral in what it thinks you feel safe in. Um, but again, you know, meditation is also important. And if you know the links, um, it provides, uh, you know, a quicker balance uh, when the mind is connecting to both the physical and the energetic. I think, Melanie, a really good point um, and I go back to my own practice and my own learnings and journey is that for a long time, I, you know, I found it very difficult to connect inwards. I found it very difficult to connect to my heart space and um, to even acknowledge how I was feeling. I was so much in my head and so much, um, yeah, so out of balance. Um, and, but I think, I think, uh, and advice that I would like to give from my own experience is just keep trying, keep trying to practice that stillness because eventually it does come and eventually you get into your feeling body. Um, can you can you elaborate on that? You know, when you look at stillness in our understanding of my heart meditation, um, to really find stillness, as you're saying, Melissa, is very difficult uh, for individuals if they haven't got two other qualities in place. And those two other qualities is the first one that I discussed on um, self-love, self-worth, how you are in every in every moment. How are you? Um, who is the self, who is the I am, um, how you're interacting in that present moment. So, for, for example, somebody could be um, very frustrated, but is that their true nature? So if they're not standing true to that in every moment, that'll have an impact. The next point they also need to look at is their their intuition, um, you know, their insight, their awareness at any particular time. If a situation is arising, are they going purely to the cognitive brain or are they sitting for a moment going, what do I intuitively feel about this? So these are two very important qualities that we need to recognise before we can enter the stillness because otherwise the mind just has an interplay with us and it's very difficult to find that stillness or the lower emotions that they're having an interplay. So, you know, just knowing who you are, um, having self-worth, having self-love and being true to your true nature in every moment. When there is something there that you need a question to or you need to move a certain way in your life, what is that intuition telling you? What's your awareness telling you? So you can see you have to have balance and you have to have that awareness in place before that stillness can start to yeah. um, germinate within your systems and within the mind. Absolutely. And I think you absolutely need to take responsibility for your own emotions as well. Because I know for myself, I spent a long time blaming others for the way I was feeling. Um, and it wasn't until, and I know you've been an amazing mentor um, to me in saying, well, actually, you have a, you're choosing to respond that you need to take responsibility for your own actions, your own emotions, own them. And, um, and, and with the stillness work, I guess you don't get triggered so much. Um, 
Can you talk a little bit about Yeah, that's really where we are now as a human race. You know, when we look at the COVID-19 virus that's running through, it's just a vehicle um, as an expression of what's actually happening within um, our world and also through the understanding of consciousness. So if we look at that a little bit further, again, it takes us to, you know, that, that stillness is vitally important for us. Um, as a human race, we need to really understand that we need to know now which way do we want to go? Do we want to go back into the corruption, the greed, the capitalism, etc., the exploitation of you know every living creature here on earth and human being, or are we consciously choosing that we want a new way? Um, and for me, I feel that that's a very, very important category of what's happening now. So again, as I've mentioned, um, I feel that all of us have to look deep now. We have to say, you know, who am I? Why am I here on earth? Um, to start to just self-explore a little bit. And in my understanding, Melissa, as I've mentioned, we have to go inwardly to do that. Um, and that doesn't have to be a, you know, a big deal and change your whole life. It's just even just every day if you're feeling frustrated, but just sit down, shift the focus, um, uh, close your eyes for a few moments, go for a walk in nature, make time um, to fuel what gives you sustenance. Um, you know, it's kind of like we're now being asked within consciousness, what do you want to experience? And at one level, that's that's really empowering. We just need to decide what it is that we want. For me personally, I would like to have a world based in unity. Why? Because I feel for future generations, we cannot continue the way that we are living. It's impossible. Yeah, I mean, we've it's, almost become robots. So so disconnected, so conditioned, um, and and I feel that this is a bit of a gift too. Because I know for myself, it's made me stop even more and 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 really make the inward connection a priority and I um I see your your partway through a series of weekly free life meditations um last week we did the first and you had over 100 people on the platform there could have been more but apparently zoom only allows 100 at one point in time um can you tell us what that meditation aims to do and the technique um you've actually chosen to apply to those meditations I think there's three more um it's online tomorrow and then the following two weeks that's right really that was our way of um bringing like-minded people together from all over the world and also to just let people experience um a form of meditation um if they haven't meditated before and yes, we, we did max out, well, we, we booked in 100, we, we weren't too sure the numbers that we would receive, but um, uh, it was quite sad because a few people did miss out. Um, but this week, we, we, we're ready for 500 uh, placements, so that's great. But what was really beautiful, Melissa, was, um, you know, just seeing all the faces worldwide and people there because they genuinely want to see world unity and more balance within our earth and also within ourselves. What we did on that uh, meditation was basically we were fueling the sound resonance, which is what I was sharing before. Um, it's us acknowledging within ourselves that, uh, you know, we as a collective can communicate what we know is true, that we do have a greatness. We're only using, even science confirms that, a very small portion of our, you know, true potential. And that as a human race, we do know that we have to acknowledge our balance and our insight and then take action with that balance and insight. And we're also recognising that maybe 
we've gone too far one way. You know, we've got such busy lives, we're doing all these things, but in actual fact, maybe we just need to find that stillness, that reflection time every now and again. And as I said, I do believe that's a main key uh, for assisting us back into full balance here. Uh, what we practiced was a mantra. And if you don't know what a mantra is, a ma mantra is basically a repetition of words spoken. Um, and it's just recited in the form of a meditation practice. So the meditation practice that we were utilizing, the words pretty much in a nutshell, are basically stating unification, uh, oneness, um, you know, kindness and compassion. Um, and, you know, it was just, as I said, it was just so beautiful to see it be so well embraced worldwide. Um, but in that meditation, we were fueling the sound resonance of the earth and also the sound resonance within our own energy systems and central core force. Right. Um which I don't know that's probably a lot <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately all we need to do is just, let's just do it um let's just do it let's just connect in and and I guess a really um quick technique maybe that you could share with everyone is the grounding technique and the importance of connecting into the earth and and the electromagnetic um, um yeah. current Absolutely. I definitely recommend grounding. Grounding is very easy. Basically, you just focus on a point below and in between your feet. So whenever you're feeling ungrounded, you just focus there. You make a connection with intention that I am connecting to the earth energy. Another very good technique to help people if they're offset is to breathe, abdominal breathing, because most of us, when we're offset or stressed, we'll, we'll take the breath up into the chest. Um, and then if there's no breathing to the abdominal area, what happens is that yeah, that also offsets the vagus nerve, which then also affects the central nervous system. So if you can get that breath into the abdominal breathing, down into your abdominal, um, that'll automatically relax that vagus nerve um, and also central nervous system will be more relaxed in that as well. So I would definitely recommend abdominal breathing and grounding point um, if anyone's feeling offset at any time throughout the day. So, you know, even if you're feeling nervous or anxious, just be aware of the breath. Just make sure that that breathing's coming down to the abdominal area. At that moment, focus on your grounding point below your feet and in between, uh, you know, your feet and into the ground. Um, it's so quick and it works wonders. Uh, just those two little simple techniques. And you can do that with your children, even handy, um, holding the ankles of your children and, and, yes. and encouraging yes. them to envisage roots. Um, yes. I find if my kids are acting out, um, a quick quick fix uh, is to just grab yeah. their ankles and hold them and, and make them focus and ground them. Often it's because I need the grounding, but it also helps <laughs> to ground them in. So thank yeah, you. And that, that is important. You're welcome. Um, now we're just going to talk about scent. Um, I know yes. you're familiar with my scent and I'd like to acknowledge your teachings influence on providing me with the courage to live, I guess, my truth and launch these scents and attempt to make a difference in this world by encouraging people to go inward and, and to use scent as a tool for that, to, to develop a deeper uh, understanding of themselves and therefore consciousness. Um, you have a favourite of the Melissa, within the Melissa range. Oh, I definitely do. My favourite is Garcia, which is Grace. Oh. It's, it's the rose and sandalwood uh, scent. Uh, I just love that one. And do you have <laughs> any, any tips for um, application and use? 
Well, um, I have noticed recently that you've put out a beautiful technique of the temples, activating of the temples, um, smelling the scent and, you know, really allowing the scent to move through every part of your being. Um, in, you know, my understanding of energy, um, the scent or the smell actually also has a direct link to the frontal lobe of the brain because the olfactory bulb is located there. Um, so scents we also take very, very seriously, Melissa, um, but smell or the scent is also um, how we perceive ourselves and our experiences and how we're integrating the present moment. So that was interesting because we've had the discussion on that. But what it also links to is the scent will help us um, to carry or detach from certain emotions that aren't, you know, serving us at any particular time. Um, sense will give us a deeper uh, love and appreciation for things because you know when you're smelling something that smells beautiful or you're connecting to or it resonates with you, all of a sudden you feel this appreciation and this expansion within the energy field. And it gives you, um, you know, for me personally, um, a positive emotion of happiness. So to me, scent is very, very important. Um, you know, it allows us to feel safe with who we are. Um, it also gives us that sense of happiness um, it lets us build those sense or virtues of love and and appreciation but the scent because it has a direct link to the frontal lobe of the brain can also help you uh, to detach from emotions that aren't serving you thank you for that um i i do have a question around that because i've been pondering it um and do you recommend specific use of the same scent if you are trying to affirm certain emotions? No, I, I think it's more targeted because I do believe that um, every scent um, carries a specific tone and those tones can then be aligned to energy systems as well which will also then have a direct link to the physical um, absolutely we can use you know an array of scents but if it's targeted for specific things um, to me I find that more intriguing and more fascinating because to me that's more real Great. So we're using specific scents to imprint and program specific emotions. You'll, you'll see more of this coming from the list, so, um, and I can't wait. But I wanted to get back to Mahat meditation, um, which is a meditation you've created. I use this meditation on all micro batches of Melis perfumes with the intent of its wearer living their personal truth and, and greatness. Can you tell our listeners what Mahat meditation is? Mahat meditation, um, it's basically at this level five uh, tiers of learning uh, through meditation. And the first level basically is uh, what we classify the gym work, where we're going in and we're working the internal muscles that haven't been worked for a while. Um, and we're putting people into the gym. So there's a lot of active movement, um, inwardly active movement through the guided meditation. And then the individuals are still given those stillness points and integration points to go deep within their meditations. Level two is all about the circulation of energy you know um, the up and the down movements and getting the movement so it's like when you're in the gym um, you know you can work the muscles but at some point you have to go into you know the, the quicker or faster speed of that gym um, and, that, 
and that's through the chakra system, which a lot of people are familiar with chakras, but I don't think they actually are aware of what the chakra system does. And level one and two um, all work with the chi energy. Um, most people don't recognise that a chakra is just the reflection of your physical organ. So it's kind of crazy that we know about our physical organs, but what's actually keeping those physical organs alive are your chakras. And your chakras, your front chakras, are the projectors of your reality. And the back chakra is the hard drive to that reality. And every chakra carries a different quality. So if there is an offset in that quality, it will project out as that offset in your external reality. Levels three, four, and five also integrates the chi energy with the divine energy. And that's where the individual's going deeper within themselves and they're recognizing the greatness within themselves and they're given tools to go deeper within themselves. Um, and, you know, as you know, Melissa, we've had beautiful testimonials worldwide where, you know, people have been offset by certain things, um, you know, even qualities that they were carrying physical symptoms like anxiety, depression. And, and, you know, our students clearly say over and over again, I can't even find that, even if I try to find anxiety I can't find it in my body Mm, that's fantastic I can personally vouch for the positive impact my heart meditation has had on my life so thank you Melanie um before we wrap up is there anything else you would like to add to our discussion today just really um, with the COVID-19, as you discussed, you know, um, for me, just to stress again, I, I simply just see that as a vehicle. Um, to me, what we need to look at is the earth resonance. And as human beings, I do believe we've lost touch with the earth. Um, you know, we need to find our deeper connection back to that earth to be able to feel its natural rhythm, um, the heartbeat of the earth, um, and to be one with the earth. Um, I feel that's very, very important, Lisa. And hopefully more and more of us will start to recognise that simple truth. So if, if you're not currently meditating or you find meditating too hard to, to, to sit in stillness, just go and take a walk and connect to the Absolutely. earth. Absolutely. Be in nature and also fueling um, positive emotions like loving kindness, you know, compassion to others. Um, and if there is negativity there, make a conscious effort through discipline um, to shift it for yourself. Um, and as you said, we can always blame others. That's so much easier to do. But to just look at yourself and to review yourself, I think, is a very important thing for us all to do as well. Yes, and sometimes sometimes quite hard to do as well, <laughs> but, but important. It takes courage, right? It takes courage. You can sit in trust and faith forever, but sometimes in life you have to you have to step forward in courage for what you believe in. So if you believe in yourself, even as a soul or as a human being, you've got to stand for that truth and to demonstrate who you are in every present moment. On that, Melanie, I think we will, we've come to the end of the time of our discussion and I know there's going to be a part two. I have been wanting to interview you and, and um, I'm so grateful for your time and the opportunity to talk about COVID from an energy perspective has been um, valuable so thank you thank you so much for Melissa for giving me the time to share I deeply appreciate that and I hope something that we've shared resonates with the listeners I hope so too I'm sure it I'm sure it will um and happy Easter oh so to you much love much love <laughs> thank you Melanie